Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to Achtung Mobile. Broadcasting from the beautiful South Birmingham. Accept no substitute. Huge welcome, dear listeners. Welcome to Achtung Millwall Weekly. My name is Nick Hart. You're listening to the number one podcast from South Bermondsey. With me on this week's episode is the inimitable, the one and only Mr. Harry Warren. Welcome to the show, H. Nice to have uh, Thanks for having me, mate. I don't know. It's, t- it's early in the morning, listeners. That's why I answered that like I'd just woken up with a hangover. It's it's been a busy week in the end, Harry. Because when I first sent the notes out to sort out a meeting for um, Zoom, there was not much on the agenda. We said it's going to be a pretty thin show. It's actually been quite a busy week, one one way and the other, isn't it? Transfer wise. Yeah, it was uh, almost the Oliver sketch, wasn't it? Of uh, turning around and going, "Oh, it's rather thin wall." <laughs> Never before as a boy wanted more, and then suddenly we uh, we got a lot more. So um, absolutely. Yeah. Um, the big news, obviously, as we've logged on this morning, it's been confirmed that Mason Bennett has returned to us permanently, permanent deal, Harry, from, from Derby for uh, uh, going forwards, and a second spell on loan for the season for Scott Malone. Um, I think two strong signings, but you, you read different things online. It never ceases to amaze me how... Mill fans can find, um, you know, some <laughs> something to take the shine off of <laughs> some good news. Do you know what I mean? It's, uh, I mean, Scott Malone left us in difficult circumstances back in 2014, and some people I think still hold a, a little bit of a grudge. Consequently, I I think he's a strong signing. How do you see these, these two signings? I like Scott Malone. Um, mainly, I like Scott Malone for his goal away at QPR. <laughs> um, they kept us up under the clown. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, Scott Malone is a modern is a modern wing back. Um, I mean, would I have liked Mill to spend two million pounds on uh, Anto- Anthony Robinson, the one who was going to go to AC Milan for eight million pounds from Wigan? Yes, I would. But mm. they, um, you know, we, I think realistically, he is the best signing that we could make in that position. He's not. For me, a guaranteed starter. We're signing someone that is, again, cover. And it, uh, I think I mentioned on a previous show. I think um, in the January, back in January before lockdown or whatever, I said about wanting to sign players or Rowett seemingly wanting to sign players that aren't necessarily any better than what we've got, but they're better than the second or third option that we've got. If you understand what I mean, they're they're making our squad interchangeable we're making our squad deeper 
And obviously, Murray Wallace, for all of his qualities and all of what he'd done last season, he is one injury away from who do we play at left-back. And um, I don't think Shane Ferguson is an actual left-back. And, and Malone obviously gives us quality and depth. Um, is he a Millwall player? I think that's too easy to turn around and say no, because I think Millwall, being a Millwall player is is changing under Gary Rowett. And um, I think some some people don't want to see that change, if you understand what I mean. And no. maybe that's a little bit of the pushback. I was reading through some of the message boards. I was on um, Millwall online um, last night, just having a quick look and see what the what the, 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 the vibe is out there. And, you know, uh, I mean, and for the most part, I think most people go along with what you've just said, Harry, that, you know, we, we are looking to try and compete in this championship division, the second, the Premier League two, which it increasingly is. And to do that, you need certain types of players in certain roles. Are they your traditional Millwall, honest working men type players? I don't know. I don't. You know, there was there was a story I saw last night about how um, Malone um, turned up at a junior Lions do back in twenty thirteen, fourteen, something like that, and didn't engage with the kids so much. Um, smelt like he'd been on the sauce all night, and you know stuff like that. Um, things that you don't want, but a that was long time ago. He's a young man, uh, and I'd ask anyone out there that doubts. I don't, know, I don't speak for Scott Malone's character. I don't know him. I know zero about him other than the fact he was a decent footballer. And that's all I really judge him on. But, I mean, who's never, who's never turned up at a family gig not wanting to be there, having had it a night out the previous night? You know, we, I've done it. Everyone's I mean, done the Victorian, it. the Victorian clutching of pearls when you're signing Mason Bennett at the same time, a man that was involved in a drunken car crash. Um, and that's the thing you're picking at really does mean that you are kind of a very, very strange individual if your major gripe at signing those two players is that Malone turned up to speak to some kids at a, a, you know, a junior Lions fun day compared to Mason Bennett rear-ending someone in a car, you know, while pissed. Yeah, I, I don't uh, know. You, know you, can't, you, can't dig one, you can't dig one out without digging the other out, and I choose not to dig either of them out. They're both in their past. Um, I mean, the only the, luckily for Mason Bennett, he didn't kill anyone. No, and, he's lucky. Uh, he's lucky on that front, and that will change. He's lucky on that front, but you know. Um, but he's a young man who's made a stupid mistake, Harry, and and you know, I think we have to. He didn't, you know. Thankfully, no harm came of that incident. I don't know um, Scott Malone, the, the circumstances in which he left us were a bit unhappy and a, a little bit sour, apparently. Um, well, okay, but he's, he's, you know, he's got nearly nine years on in his life and in his career, and hopefully he's come back to do a professional job because in the end, that's, that's all I give a shit about, really. I don't, if he's St. Francis of Assisi, it's nice, but if he's not, well, how does he play for Millwall? What does he bring us on, on the pitch? That's, that's got to be what it's all about for me. But people seem to have this um, uh, desire to, 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 for them to be on, on pedestals slightly, don't they? Yeah, I think so. And I think, uh, realistically, um, players will be cheaper if they are not angels with the, you know, the, the book. Absolutely. 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 They're, you know, they're, um, Millwall will get cut price deals on players who are necessarily have off the field issues, not in terms of what they are doing when they are playing, but what they are doing outside of playing. You know, there's... Um, Football players are only human. Who knows what happens when 
you know, when you leave work, you don't think about work till you're back there in no. nine out of 10 jobs. So, you know, that that's neither here nor there. Derby wanting to get rid of them is understandable because somehow they shit ass their way out of the FFP um, problem. I mean, well, Ma- Mason's burned his bridges at Derby. I mean, I was reading some of the comment, Harry, on, on Twitter, and, you know, I think, I think he's, um, you know, the feeling is mutual on, on that front for, for Derby fans. So, yeah. I liked him as a player. But, I mean, he wasn't fully fit last season, and he's, that's, that's going to be his issue for me. He's kept fit, and if he can get fit and stay fit and produce the kind of form we saw in, in glimpses towards the, you know, the back end of the, uh, the, the proper season then the little stunter of the season, we've got a very, very good player on our hands. I really like the look of him. And the same, to be honest, for, for Malone. I, you know, leaving aside anything he might have done at a junior Lions event in 2013, he's a good attacking left-sided player, an area that we've been weak on. So I don't get the, um, I don't get the down comments that go on at times. Most people are very supportive, and I, I, I think most people see it the same way. I think... I mean, if we're, if we're going to be honest, you look at that side, you know, the side that finished last season, um, where would you say the weaknesses were? I'd say that we could have done, we needed a little bit more creativity um, behind a front man or behind the front two, which I don't really think we've addressed, but we've signed a different type of striker in Parrot to maybe play to our strengths. We've got... Bennett, who linked up very, very well with Matt Smith in the only game that he was fully fit for, which was the Forest game. Yeah, um, he did. Yeah, yeah. You know, the the left back situation was that uh, we had Murray Wallace or we had Ferguson, or well, we've added some alone, so we've added quality there. You know, the, the the squad was a good squad. It was it finished just outside the playoffs, despite its failings, despite its shortcomings. And, and a poor start. I mean, we, we we made a poor start to the season. That that held us back when it came to the crunch match and some some games where we didn't step up to the mark. Yeah, I think I think we were carrying baggage, Harry, weren't we? Last season. I, I I agree. We were carrying baggage. I just feel that we um, we choked a little bit. Um, we did. And, yes, yes, we did. And I think that uh, you know, you saw everyone had everyone had a chance when we come back after the restart after the lockdown period, and Millwall didn't. You know, the Derby game, there's a point there. The Q, that Would that meant you were chasing QPR? Who knew Forrest were going to blow what they did on the last day? So I think the tactics are totally different. If you know Forrest, uh, you know Forrest are going to blow their last game, we wouldn't have maybe gone so gung-ho so early against QPR and been picked off, but that's by the by. Mm. Um, I, I just think that, realistically, whatever we get in the first however many weeks that goes with no fans is a bonus because we are affected more so than other clubs. Um, we'll have a lower capacity going forward, but that might help us on certain occasions. It will hinder us on certain occasions, obviously, but on certain occasions, you know what I'm thinking, you know, the, the, the youngsters, if we have to play, is it Hayden Muller, is it? Muller, yeah, the defensive If we end up having to play Muller in one game, is he going to be better off having 2,000 or 4,000 mil all there, depending on restrictions or who turns yeah. up or whatever, but... Are we going to be better with a little bit less pressure from us lot? Because we are, as the message boards are showing, we're not the most um, most welcoming and most forgiving. But um, yeah, I, I just think that we've built... Gary Rowe is building a squad to attempt to do something very special. And, and to even be talking about playoffs... And 
and seriously talking about playoffs. You know, Seri- it's the serious part that strikes yeah, me. Sometimes, sometimes. It's the optimism. I, I feel optimistic, and I can't think of many seasons. You know, most seasons we've approached in recent times, Harry, as if we survive in the in the division, that's that's base camp and mid-table respectability. We've probably done pretty well, but this season, rightly or wrongly, and I, I, I you know, obviously it all, it's all in front of us at the moment. But I look at that team and the signings and the squad. And I don't, and the other teams in the division, and I don't see any reason why we can't achieve, you know, now whether that includes top 10, top six, top whatever, I certainly expect that team to, to, to match its achievements last year as, as, as a minimum. And I, I can't think of many times I've been able to say that as a Millwall fan since 1972. Not done often happen, does it? Well, I mean, I think we, I think we learned our lessons from, um, you know, when we were promoted, um, we had that very, very good season. We had Savile in midfield. We had the Kale return factor. We had the enigma that was Ben Marshall. You know, we had... <laughs> we had uh, the lesson about Ben Marshall. About yeah, Bible. Um, anyway, so uh, we, we... You know, we, we, we went into that summer and we done shows on a defunct, now defunct radio station. Uh, I'll, I'll just let me... Uh, in that for a second hang on <laughs> um so yeah so we'll um we'll move on from that I, on, said, yeah. I, I said that i expected us to you know be finished 10th foot worse that following season you know maybe fall short again we didn't really add anything um but i didn't see a reason why um why we'd struggle and then we lost Savile and whatever went on behind closed doors and the club basically imploded and we never really we we survived, and you know I, I we didn't really get past that, Harry, did we? I, I think no, no. But that's it what left I'm a bruise. It left an echo. Kind yes, of thing. It, that that season, whatever happened to that squad in that season, whatever goes on behind closed doors that the fans and what didn't see, seemed to be a hangover going into last season. Now, that, despite the additions that were brought in, now the additions that were brought in last season, I mean Bilikowski is. You know, we we can't go on. We we improved that squad, and we improved the side, and and Gary Rowett coming, and, and we've done well. The additions again are additions that cover the problems that maybe go back two years since James Meredith uh, decided not to play as well as his first. He's spun out of control. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, you know, what I mean, so it takes Millwall longer to address problems than it does other clubs. Yeah, just because of our budget and our limitations. So. You know, we, we've somehow managed to have Murray Wallace play as a left-back for a season, but that's not his ideal position. Um, he's a centre-half by trade. I mean, mm. I didn't know until Sky showed the other night um, the League One uh, playoff success. They showed the semi-final, and I never realised that Murray Wallace was in the back four for Scunthorpe that night. Was he? I didn't know that. Well, I, I didn't realise he got well, he never clocked it, put it that way. No, no, yeah. neither had I until the other night. And I was like, I think that's Murray Wallace. And it's like, oh, it is. And that's Morrison turning him a sixpence. All oh, right, okay. That's what I mean. I think it's, it's progression. The club is slowly moving forward on the pitch, regardless of what's going on, on or off, or whether or not you think the season tickets are right, wrong, or otherwise that's to be played out. Um, but but on the pitch, and that's all that really we we can can we can watch and see openly. The signings are signings that give me, as you said, optimism. Optimism, yeah, improvements. Crushed by Christmas. 
I've got two quotes here, two two tweets that I, I thought I'd just throw in. One from our own Mike Hayden um, is on Twitch. He says he can understand why Lions fans aren't happy with Scott Malone. He was a bit flash and a bit of a powder puff. Um, I suppose by that, Mike's meaning he's not not the archetypal Millwall man in that sense. But he was one of our pl- better players on the poor side. He goes on being more of a wing back. He could really suit a new, new formation. Good signing in Mike's book. And then Jake Sanders, um, journalist, says, Woods, Parrott, Malone and Mason Bennett is very impressive business by Rowett. One, of, one or two more new more faces, possibly. And Millwall in great shape for what looks like being a very open championship campaign. I think it's that last bit, Harry. That you look down the division and you look through the sides and one or two look like they'll be contenders, but there's no standout side. And if we can get our shit together here, which the squad looks like, it's coming to a point where... It can take on most teams in that, in that division and expect to win. Um, you know, it, we would expect to achieve in the in the in the, in the twenty twenty one campaign. Yeah, I mean, I expect to be top ten um, as a minimum, mm. which is ambitious. But you know, I, I look at there's more negatives at some of them clubs in the division off the field issues than there is, you know, um, than there well, is. Uh, you know, there's, you know, there's negatives all through football and all through the championship, certainly. Definitely. Um, I mean, you know. you look at it, the, the top 10 will be the ones that do the best jobs with the resources they've got. That and, and remain stable. I think we're a stable club. and I think That's, that's, that's massive. I that's, mean, that is huge. You know, you look around, you don't have to look far for the news, Harry, to see stories of teams spinning out of control. And, you know, and the reason that Derby have, have had to unload some of their talented players, and they are talented players, both Malone and, and Bennett, is because of financial off-field issues. We're not struggling with that. We, we've kept to a budget. And I think, you know, thankfully, now we're in good hands with Gary Rowett. And, and, and you know, he seems to know both of these players. He seems, I find with, with Rowett, he, he, he seems to set great personal store about working with some players. I mean, Bennett's probably the classic example. He's almost like a, I don't know about father figure role, but that kind of idea that he's, a, he's, a, he's yeah. a, an older mentor and we'll, we'll pull the boy around and get well, him on the straight path, you know. I think this is where he he benefits from having a bit of a checkered career if you know what i mean he's gone to you know what's he been burton albion he was at derby he was at stoke and stoke was his low point wasn't it That's yeah, what stoke was his low point but he learned there was players there that obviously in that dressing room that either were out of favor now or didn't impress him um which you know it is quite strange with synergy that Alex Aldridge has gone to Stoke now, which is kind of weird. But yeah, that's odd. We'll come back to that, but I, I find that's, that is an odd story. I do agree, but um, no, I mean, I, I, there's a good there's a good question posed. I'm going to throw it to you now. Actually, I'm interested in your um, choice here, and, and listeners, tell me what your choice is. Dan's already put it online, so you may have answered it already. But um, he's listed our attacking eight senior players, our eight senior attacking players, and he's asking for people to come up with. Uh, Gary Rowitz or, or their own more probably favoured front three. So you've got Bennett, you've got Parrot, Mahoney, Jed Wallace, Matt Smith, Tom Bradshaw, John Daddy, or Scalak. So he's asking, uh, who's your three? Who's your three starters out of that? Why do I, that? Why do I have to play front three? You can play play whatever. I'm presuming three will be the the choice. Front two. Who, who would you? Who, what would be your choice then, Harry? Out of that group, who would you start? I three two, but that's me. Um, <laughs> it can go five, two, pick your two out. Uh, I'd probably play. Uh, would you start Parrot? Mm, yes, I would. I would start Parrot. Um, I'd start Parrot and Smith as two strikers. If you're, would you have them as a combo? Would you? Because I would have yeah. thought Smith would be 
the obvious man coming off the bench when if no. or when Troy struggles. No, we are much much weaker without Matt Smith on the pitch. Well, he's, he's, he's our lead. I mean, I was picked up because I went for a front three of um, of, of, uh, of of Mason Bennett, uh, Troy Parrott, and who's the third? Oh, Jed Jed Wallace, of course. Yeah. So, but Bennett Parrott Wallace, and I think that's a pretty strong front three if you're gonna I'd take the point about your, your formation but just go with it as a question but you could as a as a two um I can't see Parrot not starting I, I don't think we, I would have thought that Parrot to start and, and someone like Smith or a another on, on on the bench to replace him if he struggles in the game why do we have to start Parrot it's unproven at this level it's asking a ridiculous amount for him to come in and suddenly be he I know we had a very good time with Harry Kane, but I, I think there's a rose-tinted glasses that he come on and scored straight away. He didn't. It took him about six games. Morrison, it took, what, half a season in League One to score goals. You know, he struggled. Striker, he struggled, yeah. yeah being a striker is not as simple as come on and just because he's got ability to score. He will have to get to pace with the championship. Yes, he's played under 23 levels, but you listen to any pro, any pro talk about reserve football back in the day compared to under 23 football now it's chalk and cheese it's not the same they don't play like proper they don't play against proper players in and you know mm. the greatest respect in the under 23s Aidan O'Brien Sid Nelson and Ben Thompson were fantastic but only one of them's really gone on to secure a Millwall career of any no you can argue Aidan O'Brien's you know somehow shit ass the career the team <laughs> but you know, that was at a lower level than what we are now. Um, Sid Nelson is at Tranmere, and that's no disrespect to Tranmere. I mean, no, no, but that's the, that's the level. You know, I mean, that, everyone has their level. level. Talking about Jack Payne also was, you know, supposedly the second coming of Jesus Christ, and that. <laughs> you know, we've heard all these players. Um, the difference is, is obviously it's a bit of. I think sometimes we get sucked into always oh, from Spurs. You know, it's oh, they're a Premier League starlet. You know, there's a. You know, he can't be, he will be good. But I'm not trying to say that he won't be good. He will be good. But you're expecting him to be good from from day one. And I, I think that... So you're not, you're not starting Parrot? You're having him on the bench? No, I'm not, I'm not disrespecting Matt Smith for what Matt Smith does. And I think no, that no, 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 no. Matt Smith and Mason Bennett played together, we scored three goals. You know, um, just a, a fully fit Mason Bennett. That was at Forest, you know. Um, I mean, Matt Smith is a proven, he's, he's our top scorer. He's a proven goal scorer at this level. And as we've said how many times, if you give him the right service, which is key with Matt, isn't it? Give him the right service, he's going to get the goals because he just will. He just does. That's what he does. Um, you're right about Parrot and being unproven. I, I take that point. Um, at some point, he's got to... The reason he's come to me always, is, in my opinion, is to primarily to start to get goals and to develop as a player that you can go back to Tottenham and to the the, the kind of uh, Euro, Euro League level that everyone says he's at. Um, I'd be surprised if he doesn't start, but I, I take the point about Matt Smith and, you know, it's a, it's a difficult decision, actually, isn't it? When you look at those eight names, Harry, who are you going to drop and who are you going to start there? Well, I think it's a, it's a nice problem to have. Yes. Uh, I mean, probably, I mean, what do we say? Eight names. There's probably, Sorry. there's probably, eight, there's probably two there that, you know, um, I'm not particularly enamoured with. Um, well, John, John, Daddy, and and, and Scalak are probably. Well, you picked the right two, and then arguably the weakest of the group. Arguably, the the next one in from that fancies himself a bit more than what you know. I think he should. 
for his performances last season. Despite uh, going with Brad, Brad, Bradshaw, we're talking about. Or are we, are oh we... no, I'm talking about Malumbi. I don't think you can blame Bradshaw. Ma- Mahoney, Mahoney. Connor yeah, Mahoney. I, I think um, I think Bradshaw last season. If you actually look at his work rate, it's the it's the it's the Gregory syndrome that everyone just thinks that you're a striker and you score goals. The amount of running the bloke does to enable us to bring Smith on to try and work a back four. You know, Man United, when they won the treble, had four strikers, right? I'm going, you know, we're not Man United, but you have to look at what partnerships are in football. You need players that can play different ways against different opposition. And Millwall last season, unfortunately, was struck, stuck with, you know, I'll take the Barnsley game, for instance. You know, Barnsley stayed up, you know, somehow, but they were poor against us. And they sat in and they had two big centre-halves who were... Decent. Matt Smith probably should have played all game and we played Bradshaw and we got it wrong. Yeah, do, do you understand what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got the ability now to play different ways. So we could play Bar- Parrot, we could play Bradshaw, we could play Bar- Parrot and Bradshaw and hound teams from the front on the front foot and, and press teams. We could do all these different things now that involve mobility compared to when we've got Smith on the pitch, that we can't do that. And if you've only got one player chasing rather than two players chasing a back four, it makes it very difficult. You know, sometimes when Morrison and Gregory were at their best, it was when they didn't have the ball. It was the amount of work rate, the, the, ta- the nous of Morrison to put himself in a position where a defender just didn't want to didn't want to go there, and Gregory would go and hand the ball. You know, it's um, you also false errors by, by defending from the front. You see it a lot in modern football, and I like it personally. It's a, it's a, it's a tactic I like, which is where you, the defence starts from the front line, and you false errors in dangerous positions that way. I, I take your point about Conor Mahoney. Um, I think he's got, you know, he's clearly got the talent, Harry, to unlock defences. So far, we've only seen him unlocking. Lesser defences. I'm thinking back to the Luton goal, a couple of other moments where he's he's he's, he's shown and Cholton. He, he made a good run, shot on goal. I think that was the one that um, Jake Cooper picked up on. So he's, he's he can clearly, let's be honest, he's, he's clearly got the ingredients. But you've got to start unlocking the higher level defences to really start to call yourself a, a top player. And I mean, I, I couldn't care what defence he unlocks, just as long as he does it more than once in ten games. You know what I mean? That only works out to be, what, six times a season? Last season, that's how it, That's going to be his challenge this season. He's got to do it more often. He's got to be more consistent. But the thing is, is he doesn't get a God-given chance to, to go and get that. You know, you could say the same about Jed, whether or not he was carrying a knock at the end of the season, which I totally probably, you know, now that also gives us a little bit that Mahoney could play off the right. You know, do we need to be so reliant on Jed that we're basically running him into the ground? Is a... We've certainly got options there. I mean, you know, that, as an eight, an eight, eight, I mean, all right, leave aside Skalak and, and John Daddy perhaps, but as a six then in that case, they're still a pretty decent looking, you know. Not two for every position at the end yeah, of Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a decent looking group for, for championship level football. Well, for, Mill, for Millwall's levels of, you know, we're normally stuck with Bob Peters, Moses Adams, <laughs> Mark Hammond and Neil Harris, you know, trying to, uh, with Steve Claridge and Richard Sadley are trying to, you know, get off. Of I was going to do um, a great second, a group of second spell players because obviously Malone's come back after that previous spell a few years ago, and one of the first names I put on the list was um, uh, Meyerhofer. He had two spells. <laughs> I thought I'd leave that list to one side. Well, that's I mean, there's, there's some really good names of two spells, isn't there? And then there's some awful ones. Harris two spells. Harris is a great name at two spells, but then you do find yourself looking at some um, lesser lesser lights. That's quite quite quick. 
If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Achtung, Mailball. Um good win for we we beat bashed up Bromley in a preseason friendly. I know that's not. You know, the result is not... Um, Our usual trip to Cole Shelton. Well, that was up in Scotland, was it? Or was it down... It might have been down at Calmont Road. 5-1 win over Charlton, uh, uh, Bromley. Um, goals for, for Parrot and, and Jed Mahoney, uh, Leonard and Matt Smith. So, you know, good start. I mean, I'm, you mustn't... Um, it's more like a gym workout, really, isn't it? It's not... The result is, is, is not... Purified. Purified five aside. Troy Parrott has been named in the Republic of Ireland squad, Harry, for Nations League games against Bulgaria and Finland. So just, you know, take him on board everything you said about him being unproven, but clearly the boy is, is seen at this, in, this level, you know? You're quoting Aidan O'Brien at me in the Troy Parrott sentence. Well, Aidan O'Brien played for Republic of Ireland when he weren't playing for us and scored their only goal from open play. The Republic of Ireland are not blessed in the international pantheon of strikers. I think their best ever striker was probably Tony Cascarino, and that was a long, long time ago. I, I, he's from he's from Crockenhill as well. <laughs> as, he, as he said on this podcast, you know, but I, I take your point. I'm not trying to be down on power. I'm just trying to smooth, you know, expectations. manage expectations. And, and I think that's half, that's almost half the job at Millwall either way, isn't it? Is manager, yes, we don't want to be seen as relegation fodder, but we also, you know, it's not a God-given right that we should have success just because we've bought, you know, loaned three players and bought one. You know, it's, it's not it's not given. Um, no, the no, team no. still will have to turn up and deliver. And so we'll this is, 
turn up and deliver. You know, how long have you been a Millwall fan for, Harry? Don't you, you know about manic? You know, we swing between the bipolar. Um, you know, we're in the depths or on the high, aren't we? I'm trying. Look, I'm trying before balls kick. I'm trying to be very, very. You know. Trying to be very ambassadorial. I'm trying to, you know, the lionesses thing now, I've got to try and be as uh, professional as I can be when I say this and not offend anyone. Until a ball's kicked, of course. And then as soon as we play, you know, on the 12th of September or whatever it is, whoever we kick off against, I don't even know. Um, Mm -hmm. After we've played the first game and we've been beaten 2-1 by a last-minute goal and I start, you know, on Twitter, (laughs) same old Millwall or whatever, you know, you know we're back. Harry's back. Harry's back. Billy Mitchell's out. Got himself injured in in pre season. Yeah. It's a shame. I mean, obviously, you know, the twelve weeks they're talking about for I think, um, a torn um, torn hamstring. So I think it was going to be a big season for Billy. Yeah, it was going to take him a while to recover, and he's got to force his way back into the reckoning. So that's 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 tough on the boy because I, I thought he looked um, he looked the part. I mean, he's not gone. He's not. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a hamstring injury, but um, obviously, there's always a slight um, sense of uh, what's he going to come back like from a. I a, can't. How he, you know, people are saying that we need Malumbi back, and I totally understand that. But with the amount of midfielders we've got, and the fact that we signed Woods on loan, mm. I think maybe Mitchell is going to get more of a midfield run than a right back run. I think he'll right back when he needs to, but I think he will be a um, a midfielder. He's a midfielder. He's a centre midfielder, and at the end of the day, that's his position, and he's our player. You know, there's this. We did get into a trap a few years ago, uh, probably jackets of signing a lot of loan players, and and that's fine as long as they're not to the detriment of your own own academy products. And you can't really block. Uh, well, you, you should. You can't block the road for for kids to come. Malumbi's available. Um, Malumbi's available. I'll, I'll happily take Malumbi. But well, that was going to be my question. I mean, I I would have him back. I'd all, you know go down to Brighton and run him back in the car. So you know that. If he's available, if that comes to pass, that would be the 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 cherry on top of the Mr. Kipling cake for me for the the transfer window. I think he's very headstrong. I think he is. Um... Oh, he's a wild boy. I mean, that, all that talk about um, you know the kind of media talk about um, naming Millwall and saying he didn't want to be sat on the bench. And, you know, it's is he's, he's a young boy, and I think you're right. I think he's he's he's, um, he's headstrong. Is a good word. It's a good choice. I think he's very much angling towards Brighton of play me or loan me or yeah. even sell me. I, I, I generally think he is at that level of his career. He's gone and played whatever, 30-odd games in the championship. has won over a... Proven himself. I mean, you know... Yeah, he's over a fan base that doesn't take falls lightly and, and applauds work rate as well as skill. Mm. Um, has probably been the best midfielder in a Millwall shirt since George Shavell. Um Who's another one that I wouldn't mind getting out of Middlesbrough, by the way, for however much. I don't care how many times I have to say it. Let's hope he listens to the show. (laughs) Come back, George. I think Middlesbrough are in financial difficulty as well. So have a two million pound cheeky bet. uh, (laughs) You're never, you know, you're never ever going to want to be selling for eight million quid. And he's not set the world to light up in Middlesbrough. Um, No, no. You know, and and I think behind... Or with with Rowett letting him play football, I actually think he'd do a really good job for us. But there we go. Um, well, let's hope he listens, as I say. Um, I, I just think there's bargains. I think Aaron, who watches a lot more football than us, I think there's a lot of a lot of clubs having to make decisions on on cutting their squad down, which is 
helping us in the sense that because we've always run with quite a small squad, um, especially since we come up from League One, we've sort of got a we've got a League One plus squad, I'd say, you know, and, and that last season was turned probably into a, a championship minus squad with a few League One players left. And now we've added four additions, we're probably, you know, a, cha- a, a solid championship squad. We just need to go and find, you know, the, the cherries for the, for the top of the cake, shall we say. Wherever we can find them, may that be Malumbi. I mean, Parrots, obviously, could prove to be a cherry, couldn't he? And, you know, you've got That's what we're all hoping. I mean, on that subject of finding... Into the, into the Millwall, you know, the cake is... We've got a nice Victoria sponge and now we're looking for somebody to do the icing, if you know what I mean. A lot of baking metal. We're talking, we're talking about bakers and, and icing and all the rest of it. And we, we, we mentioned that Alex Aldrich leaving earlier on in the show. Um, there's an odd, an odd announcement. And um, I mean, Alex, I, I kind of, I don't know Alex, but I, I remember way back, back in the, um, the days of Peter de Savary when the, there was kind of um, strong... Um, strong kind of uh, hints that uh, the, the den was in danger of the Savary was a property developer and people getting very het up me included and I remember handing out a load of leaflets at the den at the time and there was kind of like a crisis meeting with the club uh, in the ballroom and um, Aldo as, as he was known was a bit of a, a voice online and become established a presence online and I couldn't. I remember sitting in the in the boardroom with um, other members of the great and good of the Millwall support around me. And there was this young boy sat in the in the table um, who looked really young. I mean, he must have been about twelve or thirteen years old, but he looked younger. You know, as that get kind of um, youth. And that turned out to be Alex Alex Aldrich. Um, and I thought, who's, who's this kid? Who is he? I thought it was like the son or daughter of one of the directors that were in the room. But um, it turned out to be Aldo. So he's always a precocious child, intelligent boy, Alex. And I, I, I could, I, I never quite understood the the levels of hostility that people would generate when he was running News at Den. He set up News at Den website and then sold that, I think, to the Southwark News, which is the, the website that we all look at now, that I look at now to do this show. Um, he's an intelligent boy, and he generated a lot of um, unfair heat. I felt. Harry, I don't know. Um, you know, I, I think Mill's a bit of a has, a has a has a slight character flaw that we like to hound our own, don't we? we anyone that makes it from within our own players or, or, or fan base sometimes has to t- take up double double shit sometimes for for the for, for achievement. Daring, you know, daring to achieve, <laughs> daring to daring to rise above the the level and daring to achieve. And you know, a lot of people were flaying him, uh, Alex, for. We haven't signed it. I don't know. We haven't signed Messi. We haven't signed Ronaldo or whatever. I don't know what yeah, we're expecting. I mean, I, I think head of recruitment is a double-edged sword. You're going to you're going to sign as many goods as you're going to sign duds, and you know, um, I think the circumstances of him moving on seem to be a bit of a surprise. The 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 goodbye announcement from the club had a slight cold tone to it. It was it was Aldrich rather than Alex. I think that was a typo, I'd assume. I hope so. I hope so, because I think that Alex gets a lot of, um, got a lot of criticism. He's, he's going to, you know, it's going to be a different world for him. He's a Millwall fan. You think? And he yeah. worked for Millwall. That, 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 I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I think it might be a I bit also, of a bad thing, Harry. I also think that you've got to come to the conclusion that he's been there a long time. Yeah. Um, and like any job, you know, um, I think you do have a shelf life of being creative before you fall into yeah you go around the same circles don't you yeah absolutely i think anyone who's worked even if you're in 
work for a different firm in the same game, you are um, you're enlightened by new surroundings and new opportunities and trying to find Millwall players on a shoestring budget um, where you know that you can't afford to get out of the four players you're looking at to play that season. If you get two off that list, they've got to be the right two. It must be completely different than going to Stoke where, you know, you've got international players, a lot more international players. Your budget, you'd ex- I don't know what Stoke's financial situation Admittedly, going to Stoke would not have been the place that I expected him to go. Um, but would I? Does it really bother me where he's gone? Does it bother me how Mill signed transfers? Does it bother me that he was even there? Not, not really. I judge. You know, I think he's done remarkably well. Um, or the Mill his team and himself have done quite well in in recent seasons, as well as the past manager and this manager in terms of overhaul in the squad since we come back up you know you lost agree yeah agree 40 goals a season um in the last three seasons we've lost 40 goals from Gregory and Morrison um two 20 goal seasons in league one to come up and then they did get a few goals in our first season we went the wrong way with Tom Elliott um yeah that's that I mean that was that was a stick with which to beat him I think that was But then you've got to compare that to the relatively low amounts of money that we paid for players such as Jake Cooper, Sean Hutchinson. Um, Jeb Wallace was low money in the grand scheme of things. Now, you know, they're going to talk about Bradshaw and Leonard and and the money we paid for players. Oh, we paid over a million pounds. That is the going rate for a football player. Or was the going rate for a football player? Of any level, I agree. Yeah. Um, Um, So... You know, a lot of people clutch pearls when I say, well, Jake Cooper's worth £20 million. Well, he is, because that's what, you know, someone would be willing to pay for a six-foot-seven English centre-half. You know, it's not because I think he's worth that amount of money. It's just what the market forces describe him to be worth, you know. And um, I think that's the world they all work on. If you actually look at the players that Millwall have been reportedly in for this window um, and beaten to the punch on wages or players personal preference which again as a transfer the head of recruitment shall we say Aldo can't do anything more than get the player than you no, know he's, he's, got, he's got to get the name he's got to bring he can he can show the club and the player where the bedroom is he can't do it for them can they you got to turn the light out and shut the door and let them get on with it that's going to be a different you know that's that's a different um different thing in in that sense so I, I I, I mean, I wish Alex well. I, I, I don't, I don't understand some of the hostility yeah. he generates. But we are advertising for a, a replacement now, Harry. So anyone listening to the show that fancies themselves as a player recruitment <laughs> genius, <laughs> I think um, Steve Kavanagh is looking for CV. So feel feel free to I send mean, in your CV. If he wants to get in touch with me, I'm available. We can. You are available. I, I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure available. there's a few on this show and and around many other. Spots around the mobile internet world that would fancy their shot at this, but um... I mean, I don't, I don't suspect it pays remarkably well. I mean, if they match my wages now and I get to watch a lot of football, <laughs> I mean, what what I don't get with Millwall, and it, I, this is genuine, and they can take this advice out of like, what I don't get is we don't plunder the leagues that you know we should plunder. For me, there's 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 a lot to be said to going to places like Turkey, places like. Scotland, where the clubs are bigger clubs. Um, you know, I'm looking at what the six clubs in Istanbul, in Turkey, 
you know, you're telling me that none of them go, well, I could, you know, if Millwall come in for me or Millwall were looking at me, I've only got to have one good season and I'm in the Premier League because my spotlight will shine higher. I, yeah. I, I presume there is a cost to that, but I just feel even Scotland, I mean, you can't tell me that we're not paying, other than Celtic and Rangers, a championship size, surely, especially after Corona, surely must be able to offer bigger wages than 80, well, 95% of the Scottish Premier Divisions. And uh, I just you, feel you like... You just thought so. You just thought so. I mean, there might not be any quality there for one, though. Watch, watch the season. <laughs> That's the other question. Starlet turn up at QPR and uh, <laughs> score 50 goals <laughs> or something. There we are. The new season dawns. Uh, so just a week and a bit away. We've got the uh, Caribou Cup action. Not this Sunday. The following Sunday, Harry, then... The season itself begins behind closed doors, which is shown. The iFollow is going to be streaming for those that want to pay their £10. Someone mentioned, was it Mike, who said, why aren't they doing a season ticket for iFollow this season? I don't think you can get an iFollow season ticket. It's quite... No, it's £10 per view. Um, the, home games are, um, the home games are, if you've got a season ticket, you get the home game code, don't you? You get a code if you've got a season ticket holder. Um, and, yeah... It's. I think for the you know for regular fans, I mean, you could argue that um, it's better than nothing. I, I would argue it's better than nothing to have a stream of iFollow. There was the, the coverage wasn't that bad. Those over the course of a season, it's quite pricey. But then going to football is quite pricey too. And then we are in a pandemic still. You know, I know it hasn't gone away yet, Harry. So probably about as good as you're gonna as you're gonna get in, in I mean, realistic expectations. I mean, to be honest, if you are going to do it, you could get an iFollow um, code. I mean, what for a tenner? or pay your match pass for a tenner. You haven't got a mess about like we did last time with the season ticket codes or whatever. Buy your match pa- uh, match code. And as long as you wear a wear a face mask, you can all go around each other's house. It's exactly the same as the pub. <laughs> socially distanced. So, I mean, you can have a barbecue in the garden. You can watch it. Well, I mean, socially distanced doesn't happen in the pub, does it? So, I mean, <laughs> it's going to be a whole load of fun, isn't it? It's going to be a whole load of fun. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I mean, I actually think by... We're not letting people back in the stadium for the first game. We are going to have more cases than what you would have people went to a stadium. But that's that's my uh, that's my little thing on that. But yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's good for it to come back. Obviously, fixture congestion will be worse this season because we're starting six weeks later. We are it's going back all the way back to. It's going to be a packed season, Harry. It's going to be very tight. I mean, I, the first home game isn't uh, that we hopefully be allowed into will be towards the end of. October, I think it's a midweek game. Um, I think it was it Luton was the first game that we're going yeah. to be able to get into. Um, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. Uh, everyone's know, got to make well, apparently, no away fans, but I can't see that lasting. If there is no second wave, I can't see that lasting past Christmas. If there's going to be a second wave, if it's going to happen soon, because kids are back at school, people are being rightly or wrongly forced to go back to work. And if you're going to see it, you're going to see it soon, I think. If you don't see it soon, then that adds a huge amount of weight to the general loosening up of, of society, which we'll want to get back to at some stage. Um, if you do see it, I suppose we'd have to have a different conversation. But yeah. It's going to be a big few weeks, I think, Harry, you know, next, yeah. next couple I mean, of months or so. I hope, I hope that, I mean, I thought that football, with the reduced capacities, with the masks, would be the way to go first. I don't understand why we're waiting, you know, into the season. I think, yeah, I don't know. I was sitting wear a mask. I I understand that, but I think the people that do want to go and do want to wear a mask should be allowed to go and wear a mask. Um, because no, I haven't seen anything on. I mean, on all the reading, interrupting. Sorry. Um, 
I don't know if you're meant to wear a mask in the den or not under this new regime. Have you picked up on that? I haven't seen anything say yes or no to that. I don't know. All I'm saying is, is that if we aren't wearing masks inside there, I'm starting to wonder why we're wearing masks anywhere else. I don't, I, I am beginning to, you can't, this is the thing, right? If you tell us, if we can all go, right? You either all wear a mask or none of you wear a mask at places. If we all say we're going to wear masks and we can all turn up and interact however you bloody well like at the ground because we're wearing a mask and that makes you safe. Now, if that is true with washing hands and everything else, then you can open the den fully. I don't under, I, I, I just... I mean, really the, the club would be working the government guidelines, though, Harry. I mean, that's not entirely within Mill's gift to, to, to say... I mean, I, I understand your point and I don't... I don't disagree with it, to be honest, but that's not in Mill's FC's power to say, okay, we can, I, I don't actually know whether you're meant to wear a mask in the den or not. If, if there is a rule on that, that's, that's my only. See, my, my point with it is from a, from a purely, you know, how can you get a thousand people into, you know, an office space if they are going to try and start forcing people back in office space and make them wear masks inside their office space but that they go to you know the cin- i don't know if you go to the cinema are you wearing a mask at the moment but you're allowed to take your mask off to eat your popcorn i i, I don't understand <laughs> you got where you got yeah you got i just would like some guidance around what i'm doing now this bullshit about not being able to sing singing is the same as talking it's no different yeah, good, good luck enforcing that whoever has to enforce that rule if that's going to be a rule oh, oh, we to grounds i mean we will be the first one to close if we are aren't we <laughs> <laughs> well we've got we've got a track track record on that front it's just very it's very frustrating because you shouldn't it should be enjoyable going to football is well, this is it this this is it yeah I, I you can't you can't turn around and say to people you must go through your life through your boring routine of getting up going to work which you know 90% again you know the mental health thing is it's therapeutic I find it remarkably therapeutic I go to the gym but it's not the same as going to me well it's the no, way that no, it's, 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 it's where you choose to spend your leisure time it's an interest exactly, right and to enforce you know some people you know everyone has their own way of coping with life stresses and strains or whatever but to turn around and say to 90% of men you know under the age of 40, which have a remarkable suicide rate, by the way, you can't do the thing that makes you happy and your camaraderie with your mates to go down the pub or to go to the den and have a few beers or whatever, is it's massively distressing, to be honest, because you can't... It's like you're picking certain bits of society that are allowed their cake, going back to the baking references, but you can't have your cake because you might your cake might be a bit dodgy, so we're not going to let you have your bit of cake. And it's, it's very... It, I know Millwall, it's not a Millwall question. It's a, it's a bigger question. But at the end of the day, I am a little bit of Darwinianism with this. I know we had a lot of deaths and every death is tragic. And I'm not trying to make any family's loss less because it would have been terrible. But the reason that we had such a high death rate in this country is because at the start, we didn't, we didn't react in any kind of way that we are now. We, we wear masks. We don't wear masks. Everyone thought... You know, I remember at the start, it was, oh, we're going to get herd mentality or whatever. There was no clear guidance, which I don't think really anyone had clear guidance. No one had seen this before. We're a little bit wiser now. And I think a lot more people, if they don't feel well, straight away, wouldn't go out and would go. No, no, no. You'd, be, you'd, be, you'd be irresponsible if you did. So, you know, 
So I, I, I don't know. We'll see. I, I take I take the point. We're going to. We're gonna, I, I, as I say, I, I think the next. I've got nothing to base this on. I've my own instinct. But six my weeks. six weeks, eight weeks or so. If we're going to see it, we're going to see it then. I think. If we don't see it then, then maybe things can can loosen up. That would be that would be great if if so. Can't wait to get back down the den and call a line. I'll come. <laughs> Probably a good point to leave it, Harry. Really appreciate <laughs> your time on this. Sunny now morning. It was wet earlier on. Sunny morning now. Um, gonna let you crack on, mate. So, listeners, thank you for tuning in. We're going to say Arriva Dirty Mill. We'll be back next week with Mike Caden, hopefully. And um, have a listen to the Lionesses show that we're putting out and anything else that um, goes through my head. So, thank you for listening. And all the best from Harry and myself. Arriva Dirty Mill. If you enjoyed the show, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a cheeky little review. However, that's you move on. Till next time. Here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.